thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to The Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Lawrence and I'm joined by... This is Dan. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Now, I'm not in a very hot car today, uh, which is nice because that almost killed me last week. Uh, But I am in a very hot room. It is uh, quite warm in the UK again because the weatherman said so is what I'm going with. But how are you? Are you warm? I am warm. I'm very warm. It is nice and warm. And I am warm. Fantastic. Well, we've established that we're both warm and that you are well, which is lovely to know, isn't it? Yes. Great. Well, (laughs) today we are going to jump straight in with our topic of choice. This week we are talking about Super Mario Galaxy 2. Now, any long-time listeners of the podcast will know that we covered Super Mario Galaxy 1 back in December of 2020, so that's uh, 17 years ago now. Uh, But Mario Galaxy 2 was released in the year 2010. It was, of course, developed by Nintendo with a score of 97 and comes in at number 6 on our list. Um, So, yeah, I mean, what's, what's your history with this game? So I played Galaxy 1 before. Uh, as mentioned in the aforementioned podcast. Quite. And I'd actually um, bought Super Mario Galaxy 2 on the old Wii U um, probably a couple of years ago now with the intention of playing it, and I just never did. Um, I think I might have started it. I did have a save game, but I don't have any recollection of having played it. So, yeah, this was a brand new one for me, and I know this is a bit of a fan favourite Um so yeah, I was intrigued to see what I would think of Super Mario Galaxy 2. Um, how about yourself? Yes, no history with this one. Uh, playing Mario Galaxy 1 for the podcast was the first time that I played it. And I've never played Mario Galaxy 2. The only thing that I really knew about it was that it was uh, it was quite popular. A bit more popular than the first one I, I was led to believe. And I knew that Yoshi um, was was in this one. But other than that, no history or knowledge at all uh, but where, where did you play this played this on the wii u um <clears throat> of course you can play it on the wii but um yeah in this day and age the wii u is probably the best way to play it um it's a shame this game is not released elsewhere that it's not on the switch i don't really understand why um but it is what it is so played it on the wii u with the um fantastic Wii controller which wasn't as bad this time admittedly as when playing Metroid Prime where I think I destroyed my wrist Um, but this time it was alright. How about you? Yes, same. There's nowhere else to play this game other than Wii or Wii U. Um, As mentioned for the Metroid episode I'm, I'm kindly being loaned a Wii U at the moment because I sold mine a few years ago. So yeah, it it is... It is disappointing that this game didn't get the the upscale treatment that um, that Galaxy One did on the the Mario 3D All Stars pack. 
I think when that first came out, everyone was anticipating that Nintendo was going to do something with Galaxy 2 because obviously it just kind of got left out with, um, you know, with Mario 64, Sunshine and, and Galaxy getting a bit of, bit of uh, a, a kind of up, upscale, I guess. And then obviously they've they've redone Mario 3D World for the Switch, but they've not really done anything with Galaxy 2. But yeah. I have... I have a feeling as to why that might be because looking into the the background of this game, it was never really anticipated as a sequel, was it? It was, um, it was kind of put together as an add on and then they realized that it was so big that they could release it as its own thing. And I have a feeling that even though they did that, Nintendo's a little bit funny and I think they don't really see this as being a proper full game. I have a feeling that they see this as a bit of a, an add-on to Galaxy 1, maybe, and that's perhaps why they didn't follow through with you know, re, remastering this game as well. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Well, in the 3D All-Stars collection, you had the primary release of Mario on the N64, GameCube, and Wii. So maybe, yeah, maybe it just didn't fit within that remit. Um yeah, uh, who, who knows? Predicting why Nintendo does the things that they do um, and probably leaves all the money on the table that they do with their decisions, um, you could write a book about it, couldn't you? Yeah, you do sometimes question kind of what Nintendo are doing in terms of they, they could make so much more money if they wanted to, but they just choose not to. Um, but... They're 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 a they're a mystery, but yeah. So what's the what's the plot of this game? Um, classic, classic Mario plot. Um, this this is really weird because they basically just pretend. I don't know if they pretend that Galaxy didn't happen or they pretend it's a hundred years later. Um, but it's the same start, the same plot as Galaxy. So once again, our lovely friend Bowser has snatched princess peach and taken her to a galaxy far far away and it's our titular hero mario's uh, job to collect stars or shines or whatever they're called in this game <laughs> and and uh rescue her that that's it yeah it's um, i i was a bit confused by that as well and i did a bit of bit of digging and did a bit of research on this game and it was brought to my attention i don't really remember playing galaxy one because it was so long ago now but if you remember at the end of galaxy one rosalina kind of wipes everyone's memory about what happened except for mario oh. so it kind of feels like they're doing like a soft relaunch of, of galaxy with this game because they're retreading old steps really um yeah it's very bizarre, but it feels like Nintendo... With, with with Galaxy 1, they put a lot of emphasis on the story, particularly Rosalina's background. But with this yeah. game, it didn't feel like the story was important. It was just the standard Bowser stolen the princess, go and get her, but there was nothing else to it. It was just chase him over the galaxy. And you do eventually meet Rosalina at the end and she doesn't even reference the fact that she's met you before potentially. So yeah, it's all very strange, but as you say, the story is very much in the background. Yeah, the, the game plays the main focus of this game. And 
again, I don't particularly remember playing Galaxy because it feels like it was so long ago. Like I say, seventeen years since twenty twenty. But did you um did you listen re listen to the episode by chance? No, I didn't. Did you? No, I I just thought you might have done because I know that sometimes you do occasionally do that. So wondering if you did with 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 all of the miles that I drive. No, um, I didn't <laughs> mean to. to. Your own voice. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a bit it's a bit weird driving and listening to your own podcast. I I tend to edit these episodes and then I don't listen to them um, after they've been uploaded unless I'm going back for a specific reason. Um, but yeah, with with this game, it does feel like it, it's retreading steps already made, but with more of a focus on the gameplay. And this game does feel, from memory, it feels like the superior Galaxy game. Um, but one thing that I found to be quite different in this is it's the same as a lot of Mario games. You unlock the, you collect the stars and it unlocks locks levels, etc. But this game feels a lot more linear in some aspects than Galaxy One. Would you agree? I don't know. Um, I, I think Galaxy One had a real variety of galaxies, and some of those were the traditional. Um, more sort of Super Mario 64-esque galaxies where there's a bit more freedom in your movement. Now, I think um, Galaxy 2 focuses more on what I would call sort of hardcore platforming. Um, Difficulty is up from the beginning, from the very first galaxy, and it does not let up. And um, there there are some really, really challenging things in this game. Um, yeah, so I think with that new emphasis or the renewed emphasis on platforming and, and, and challenge, um, it probably leans in a different way than Galaxy 1, um, for better or worse. I mean, I'll leave that up to the player or the listener, but yes, it's, it certainly feels a bit different. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the big thing for me was... We, we've said quite a few t- times I'm not really a, a, a big Nintendo person. I never was growing up. But I know enough about and have played enough Mario games to, to know when they, they take stuff from, from other games. And obviously with this one, you have um, you don't have the, the observatory anymore. The, the, the game takes place on, um, on a ship, which is effectively Mario's face. Yeah. But... The um the level selection is very much akin to the old Mario games, like the two D Mario games that I remember. Yeah. Um, where it's you know just uh, there's a there's a, a road like a route, uh, and every level it's you pass, like, you can then move on to the next one. And occasionally there's a fork in the road, but not often. It's a bit more like um three D worlds. Yeah. Uh, sort of le- level selection. Three D three D land. And 3D World, in uh, although in 3D World you can run around a bit. Um, oh, yeah, I suppose so. It, it is, it is on a line, layout. isn't it? Yeah, you do follow a plot-to-plot, a point-to-point sort of thing, and you can um, go off course and do um, Captain Toad's levels and, and, and that. But, yeah, it, it still follows that sort of structure. Yeah, the, the traditional old-school Mario structure, which the 3D games haven't really done as much. No, and... I mean, we, we've played all of the 3D Mario games now for this list, other than Odyssey, because we haven't got to that one yet, and then Sunshine, because Sunshine isn't on this list. Yeah. But this, like the control scheme for this one, 
feels very similar to the control and that the I don't know it feels as tight as Mario 3D World did obviously this game came out yeah. in 2010 as we've just mentioned 3D World came out in 2013 so there wasn't that much between them but when you compare um playing Super Mario Galaxy to playing Mario Sunshine because I've played a bit of that um because it came with the 3D All-Stars pack um, I played bits and bobs of it because I always like the look of Sunshine. It feels like this is when Nintendo got the controls and the tightness and, and the, the feel for Mario correct, I think. And I, I haven't played Odyssey, but I'm guessing that the controls for Odyssey are quite similar to 3D World. Um, I don't, don't entirely agree. I think, um, obviously, you've got your different games... Mario controlled well in Super Mario 64. It's just that the camera was god-awful. Um, but Mario himself controlled well for a game running at 30 frames per second. Um, they increased that to 60 frames per second, maybe in Sunshine, definitely by Galaxy 1. This game, to me, feels very, very similar with a slightly improved camera to Galaxy 1. Um, all of the stuff, I mean, for example, you've got the long jump here. Um, and you can stop the long jump short. That's all in Galaxy 1. Um, so I think that smoothness came from Gal Galaxy 1, but at the same time, you did lose some moves in Galaxy 1 and 2 that were reintroduced in um, certainly Odyssey, and I think in 3D World as well. So you've got um, more moves that were actually present in some of the older games. Mario games tend to pick and choose the moves available, and... I think due to the lack of buttons on this controller, on the Wii controller, um, it, they were limited in what they could get away with. So you do have a bit of a simplified control scheme here, but it does run at 60 frames per second. It's very smooth. Um, but to me, it feels a hell of a lot like Galaxy 1 did. Yeah, the, it, it, it's... Well, like we say, this, this game was really meant as a... Um, as a kind of an expansion wasn't it to, to galaxy one and i think that a lot of the levels that they used in galaxy two were levels they either couldn't fit into the original galaxy or were kind of additions or add-ons um that's where a lot of the the base of this game comes from but speaking of the levels themselves they were really the highlight of galaxy one i'd say and continue to be the, the highlight of this game so in terms of we, we've not really explained to anyone that's never played this game what the, the concept of mario galaxy is um so really mario galaxy is instead of going from level to level or world to world you're going to different galaxies in this game each with their own particular vibe each with their own camera angle in terms of whether or like how you're running around the world and you're you're basically running on top of a globe aren't you it's like spherical a lot of the time yeah and that's the that's the shtick I, I guess of the galaxy games and each galaxy is very different so you'll have um one of the galaxies drip drop galaxy is primarily underwater based you've then got other galaxies that each has their little kind of um, unique uniqueness, I suppose. But in terms of the, the galaxies themselves, what was your favourite galaxy, do you think? 
I don't know. Um, I I don't know if this was just me, but I didn't find the galaxies to be as memorable as Galaxy One. Um, I don't know if that was the the time frame I was playing it in. Um, I always remember the the kind of ghost levels. They're always um, stand out. Okay, here. So the one the one that I quite liked. There's one set. Uh, I don't know if you got to this point. There's a. It, it's one of the later levels. It's set. It's around a giant pyramid, and you're doing platforming stuff, and you have this huge slide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Felt. Yeah, that was a good one. And and there's also one Aztec ruins. That was quite a cool one as well, where you're moving around these circular kind of gears and you're, um, yeah, you're just moving across this world via the gears and trying to keep your center of gravity and not fall off the world. Um, again, th these are these are pure platforming levels, really, compared to um, other games in the Mario series. It's much more tight platforming. Um, but yeah, they were standouts. Um, so I, I completed this game a couple of weeks ago. So really, what I'm remembering now is, is probably the stuff that I'm going to remember in the long term because uh, my short-term memory of it is, uh, yeah, it's lacking. But yeah, that, I, I remember those two um, quite strongly. There's um, there's the Bowser level, which uses um, the soundtrack from the old Bowser levels in Mario 64. I thought that was great. I thought the, the Bowser levels in general were very good here. Um, they're usually the ones that test your skills, and you you're they they're very challenging here, and they're fun to play. And yeah, it does some interesting things. This game does. I mean, the Yoshi levels are fun. There's a lot of them, um, and then a lot of the levels. Y in this Yoshi game wasn't while. used as much as I thought he would be, though, in this game. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely there. But yeah, there's a lot of other gimmicks as well. So there's the Boulder gimmick. Um, there's the B gimmick making a return. Um, there's the spring gimmick making a return, and there's another new one. Um, the cloud. Oh, there's the cloud. The cloud's brilliant. I love the cloud. Um, that was probably my favourite attachment, so to speak. Um, yeah, that was that was fun to use, and there are some fun levels with that. Yeah, so I think I've gone through a, a few of the uh, standouts for me. Yeah, I've, for me. Um, my 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 favorite galaxy. Well, I'll, I'll tell you my least favorite galaxy, which was the Drip Drop Galaxy. I don't really rate water levels in Mario. Um, they always feel a little bit slow, and they're very different to what the standard of the gameplay is. You know, um, it always feels like it slows things down a little bit. But my favorite, which might surprise you is um, any, anyone that's listened to our other Mario episodes knows that I really didn't like Mario 64. It, I, it, I, you're I, talking about the, uh, the throwback I galaxy. About. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, that was really cool. And I, I really didn't like Mario 64. In <clears throat> fact, it's probably one of my least favourite games that we've done on this podcast. Um, which you a lot the of camera, I've heard. Yeah, the camera is really good. I really like Lakitu. It's fantastic. Best best element of the game, actually, I think. That game is ruined by the camera. I, I, I think it's a very good game. If they were to really modernise it and overhaul the camera, I think that game would be vastly improved. It, yeah, it's... I, I don't want to go back and play that game again. But they they recreated... Um, is it Thwomp Castle? 
Is that what it's called? Yeah, Womp's Fortress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they recreate kind of like the, the opening level of, of Mario 64, which obviously... Oh, the second level. Oh, is it the second level? Sorry. Yeah, the first level was Bob on Battlefield. Bob, Bob, yeah, that's it, Bob on Battlefield. Um, but yeah, they um, they recreate this level from Mario 64, you know, 14 years after it. Was it 96 Mario Galaxy, uh, Mario 64 or 95? Yeah, Mario 64 was 96. So 14 years after it came out, and it looks fantastic. Um, and I thought that was like a really nice little nod and nice little... Uh, <clears throat> Nice little addition, but I, I really liked that. But um, moving on to, to gameplay as king, you, you've kind of already answered one of the questions. Because um, f- firstly, do you think this game's fun? Yeah, I think I think I probably said it with Galaxy One as well, if I remember correctly. Which is, <clears throat> sorry, my my voice is going out of the window. That's that's great. <laughs> so. Um, what I would do when I was playing this game, I don't know how you played or consumed it, um, but I would do some stars every night, and it would range between 5 and maybe 15 some nights, um, depending on what mood I was in. For me, that's the way to play this game. Um, in those bursts, it's just fun. I think if I was playing it for days on end, which I know some people like to do, I think it probably would have started to grate on me a bit. Um, but but in that that format of playing, just doing a few stars a night, I really enjoyed it. Um, not not my favourite Mario game, far from it probably, but yeah, it was um, that was a good way to play it. How did you play it? Is my question to you. Similar to you, um, so I, I there were a few periods where I played it for like a good few hours or, or whatever, but mostly I just did like a couple of stars here and there when I had like where I was a bit bored or I had a spare half an hour um, so I, th- I think that is the best way to play it playing it in bits because this is the kind of game where you can burn yourself out quite quickly if you play it for too long um, but overall I think it's a fun game um, just don't don't overdo it is my advice with this game don't, don't focus on it too much and just kind of pick it up and play it in bits otherwise it will probably end up doing your head in a little bit but, How do you feel about the increased challenge in this game? Playing, I think I mentioned before, playing Mario games, I always wrongly have the assumption that they were made for children. But Mario games are played by a lot of people our age and, and older. And, you know, I don't know if this is the first Mario game that has it, but in um, Mario 3D World, you've got the... If you die three or four times, you, you get the, the invincibility yeah. Tanuki suit, don't you? And in this game, you, you kind of get like a... What's it called? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Is it the Rosalina thing? I can't yeah, remember. yeah. She basically guides you through and finishes the level for you, which I think is quite nice. I mean, I, I didn't use it. I, luckily, I wasn't that bad this time right. round. But I think it's nice that that's there, particularly for for potentially younger players or players that struggle with certain elements of the game, they might not be able to get past a certain bit. They have that option there because um, this is a game to be enjoyed. So it, it was a bit harder, but it wasn't, you know, gruelingly harder. It wasn't kind of um, Super Mario 1 to Super Mario 2 lost levels kind of difficulty spike. It, it was it was okay, but it, it was noticeably harder, I'd say. Um, yeah, I would agree. But you, you, 
well, I was going to say, what's your favourite move slash what's your favourite power up? But you've kind of already answered that question, haven't you? Um, you you said the cloud. Oh yeah, yeah, I like the cloud. I think um, you. It's not just so. So basically, what the cloud hat is is that you can spawn three clouds and you can land on the clouds and then you can maybe do a long jump and then you spawn another cloud and and basically it means that you can get across further distances or you can gain more height than you ordinarily would do but they also tweak the physics a bit so that Mario floats more so when you do your long jump you can do a huge long jump then you might spawn another cloud and they just do some really fun stuff with it and whereas some of the other um, some of the other what do they call them? I keep thinking gimmicks or attachments. What, what um, do they call them? Add-ons? Additions. <laughs> yeah, okay, additions. We'll go with additions. Um, some of the other additions felt a bit gimmicky. Um, I, I felt like the boulder Mario felt a bit gimmicky. And the, the, um, the drill. Yeah, the drill was alright, actually. They did, some, uh, they did some interesting things with that at times. Um, and Yoshi was obviously more of a more a bit more than a, an, an addition it was kind of they did a lot with the, the, the Yoshi stuff but as you say not as much as maybe you would have liked um, yeah so I think that that would be my favourite um, addition um, how about you? I, I, I agree with the uh, the cloud the cloud power up I thought that was quite fun and I mean I really liked it in Galaxy 1 as well but the spring power up I don't know oh, why. Really? Yeah, I, I know a lot of people don't really like that, but I think it's quite fun. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm weird, but yeah, I'd, I'd say I the cloud. Yeah. The clouds that the yeah. the standout definitely. So, we should probably mention as well. We 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 spoke a little bit. Well, I, I think in the first Galaxy game we talked about the music, a little bit. So, what what are your thoughts on the music in this game? So you you get another fully orchestrated soundtrack here. And there's some really, really good stuff. As I mentioned, I mentioned one of the the musical pieces earlier, which was the um, the kind of redo of the the, the Bowser theme yeah. from the Bowser levels in in, in sixty four. That was great, brilliant. Um, and there's some really good stuff in here. There's also some repeated stuff and some stuff from Galaxy One and some well, many different variations of the Mario theme. Um, but there's some really good stuff in there as well. We're really good original stuff. Um, so, as the Mario game sets such a high bar for music, again, it's not my top, but it's still a strong showing. What yeah, it. I, I um, I think the obviously this is this is the second time they used a, a full orchestra, and it really suits Mario games. This this game and, and Galaxy One feel very grand in terms of the orchestration. And then when you move over to 3D World three years later, it's got a bit more of a jazzy feel about it, which I like. But the the music in this game really suits the the environment and the atmosphere very well. Scope. Yeah, a hundred percent. It suits it, and it isn't often that we'll we'll talk about a game on this list and say the music wasn't very good. Usually that is a standout, and I think yeah. you could probably give the same answer. <clears throat> Um, that we gave for, for other Mario games that it, it stands out well and it's the same for all Nintendo games Nintendo do this stuff very well same as with the, yeah. the look and the aesthetic they know what they're doing and they know what they're aiming for so it works so moving on to the question of the week 
I have kind of already given an idea to this because I kind of just started, you know, spitballing a bit at the start. But I mentioned at the beginning that I I think that maybe this game didn't get another a, a remaster like the others because Nintendo maybe don't see it as as a, a proper sequel. They just still see it as an add-on or DLC or whatever. But in the 2D Mario games, you've got quite a lot of you know sequels. You've got Mario One, Mario Two, Mario Three, etc. But you don't really see that in the 3D universe of Mario games. You've got 64, then you've got Sunshine, then you've got Galaxy, Galaxy 2, 3D World, Odyssey. Why don't you think Nintendo um, sequelize Mario games and they go with something completely new all the time? Or, or It doesn't even have to be Mario games. Why, why do you think Nintendo does that? Because you could say the same with Zelda. Yeah. Um, I was going to extend it to Zelda at the very least. You know, you you could argue that Majora's Mask is a sequel of Ocarina of Time, <laughs> but other than that, they're all somewhat linked. Um, you've got a couple of sequels the in there. So you've got um, so in Zelda, you've got obviously Majora's Mask. You've got um, the two sequels to Wind Waker, which were Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Spirit Tracks, and yeah. then obviously you've got um, you've got the new Breath of the Wild. Um, off the top of my head. Those are the only straight sequels in twenty. What is it? Thirty something years of of Zelda, mm. um, and with Mario, like you say, you've got the two D ones, but in the in the, in the three D ones, you've just got Galaxy Two, um, uh, yeah, and you've also got um, I suppose uh, this could be classified as it um, Super Mario Bros U and Super is it Luigi Super Luigi Bros U yeah or something. something like that. Yeah, so they might be considered sequels. I'm not quite sure, to be honest. But they are 2D, so it doesn't quite... It's not a one-to-one thing. Um, I think with the Mario games... Uh, I don't know if you watched Matthew Matosis' video. We, we, we mentioned this YouTuber a, a hell of a lot during our podcast. Um, but I, I re-watched it prior to, um, to this episode. And he makes a very astute point that often... The hardware, the Nintendo hardware and the controllers are designed around Mario and one of their earliest entries will be the Mario game. So you've got it in Mario 64 where apparently the entire controller was designed around Mario and you've got it in Sunshine where the the triggers were designed for Flood and and, um, not so much with Galaxy where actually you felt like you didn't have enough buttons for um, all of Mario's moves. But I think sometimes they aim to do one Mario per generation and their hardware and their controllers are kind of linked to it. Um, And I think because it's so intrinsically linked with the hardware, with the controller, it doesn't really make sense to do the same thing again. So they do something completely different. And I mean, Galaxy one when it came out it was far and away just very different from what had come before sunshine was very different from 64 in that you had this vacation setting um so i think on the one hand the plots of mario games are just completely repetitive and the same every time and the plots very much take a back a backseat to the gameplay 
Um, but the gameplay in itself doesn't change that much. Mario still controls very nicely. Mario has his triple jump. A lot of those moves that you learn to do in Super Mario 64 you can still do in modern Mario games. But they change the world around him um, to utilise those moves and, and that gameplay and to really do something different with it. And I think you can you can say that Sunshine did something different by adding Flood and giving you that kind of island setting. Galaxy definitely did something different with that platforming where your centre of gravity was constantly changing. Um, 3D World with the isometric gameplay. Um, Odyssey, which just blew everything wide open and was kind of a return to form of that original Mario 64 formula. Um, yeah, so I think it's their way of iterating and you don't often... We have mentioned it. I can't, I can't even count how many times we've mentioned it in the, the podcast before. Um, the idea of innovation versus refining. Um, now, Mario Galaxy 2 is a refinement of the formula of Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, um, But definitely. generally speaking, Nintendo as a company like to innovate. And you see it again with Zelda. You can make those same comparisons to the Zelda series. Um, and I think it's only when they feel like an idea or a world or a concept that they have hasn't been fully fleshed out that you see them doing a sequel. And I think that's why we got Galaxy 2. And that's why we're going to get Breath of the Wild 2 because they created this, this gameplay that they want to do more with. And I think Nintendo only does things if it excites them. Yeah. And obviously there are enough people there that are excited by the idea of a continuation for there to be a sequel. But generally speaking, you're right, they do start from scratch. I mean, we're never going to know the inner workings of Nintendo, but I think that was sort of a nod as to why they do it. Most Mostly because we don't speak Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I get where you're coming from. Um it it does feel like a lot of their hardware is designed around their their big juggernaut series, um, and I mean I I don't know if you could make that argument with the Wii U, but <laughs> I don't I don't think anyone can explain the Wii U itself. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't I think the Wii U is the one piece of hardware that um, they and never the, released and the Virtual the f- Boy. Well, yeah, yeah, those two are the, the two pieces of hardware that they never utilised, and they were u- usually the best at utilising their own hardware, but they didn't even seem to know what to do with the Wii U, and, and maybe that speaks to some of its problems. Yeah, the, the Wii U, I think we could have a, a, an entire conversation on the Wii U itself, couldn't we? It's it's such a Very str- strange. Yeah, such a strange console. Um, and in my opinion that the first problem that they have with the Wii U is the fact they call it the Wii U because most ca- yep. you think about the Wii it really brought in the casual market you know people that weren't really gamers you know families parents grandparents they 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 all got in on the Wii because of of what it was but then the Wii U comes out it wasn't very it wasn't very clear for me as a gamer what the Wii U was no. until I think you got one because no. I just thought it was like like an, an add on to the Wii 
Well, but... until I kind of did my research on it, I didn't really know. I wasn't really aware what it was no. or wasn't, whether it was just a, you know, like they do um, the uh, pro versions, the hardware upgrades yeah, yeah, yeah. for consoles. I thought like it might 3DS. be that. Yes. I thought, yeah, I thought it might be that. Um, so, yeah, they, they dropped the ball there, definitely. Absolute crap marketing. But it survived. Um, and you know, Nintendo still well, no, not the oh, Wii they, U. They, Nintendo they survived, did, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. This this is. I enjoyed playing this game, but I suppose in in terms of final thoughts, I think it's important to note as well that on the Metacritic Top 100 list that we're working off, we said this game comes in at number six. Do you remember yeah. where Mario Galaxy One comes in? Number nine or something? Number five. Okay. So Galaxy 1, number five. Galaxy 2, number six. So in terms of your final thoughts, do you think this game deserves to be on this list? I think it deserves to be there. Um, I personally enjoyed Galaxy 1 more. Um, When I first played Galaxy 1, it felt so fresh. And... Just the mind-bending physics and gravity and seeing that for the first time. I can't think of that many games that have twisted gravity to that degree. Um, whereas Galaxy 2 is, uh, to put it bluntly, more of the same. Yes, it might be a refinement, but it it can't possibly compete with how fresh that was when that came out. And I think the sales figures proved it. Um, Galaxy 1 massively outsold Galaxy 2, I think. Although I think uh, Galaxy 2 still sold really well. So, um, yeah, to me, Galaxy 1 is a more exciting product. But I know that a lot of people do prefer Galaxy 2. And the increased challenge, the um, maybe the more polish that it has, um, the different add-ons that you've got, the additions that you've got in there, in terms of Yoshi, in terms of um, the cloud suit, in terms of... Um, it's a massive game. I mean, I finished... I got to the end credits, but I think this game has 242 stars. Yeah. Um, I think... You only need 70 to it. complete, don't you? But then you get an extra yeah. 100. With, it's, it's big. Yeah, I think someone said pound for pound it's the largest Mario game. Um so yeah, if that's your way of wanting to play Mario games, there's a lot of content there, um, and and I wouldn't blame people for for them for it. I mean, I think um, the completionist said it was his favourite Mario game. Um, so yeah, so I, I, personally, I would I would put it lower down in the list. I think you've got a lot of rep- representation of Mario quite high up in the list. Um, so if it fell to the bottom fifty, I wouldn't really mind. Um, I'm not. I'm probably not the biggest um, champion of this game, but I did enjoy it, and I, I do deserve. I think it deserves to be there overall. Um, what about you? I, I I enjoyed this one, and I don't know if it's because we played Mario Galaxy at Christmas, um, but Mario Galaxy one I feel stayed with me a bit more, even though I don't remember playing it as such. I do have flashes from playing that game, which I don't think. I will have from playing Galaxy 2. So if I had to keep one of them on the list, it would probably be Galaxy 1. 
whether or not I'd say does Galaxy 2 deserve to be on the list, I'd say that if Galaxy 1 wasn't here and didn't exist and it was just this game, and yes. Um, but if you, you know, it's effectively the same game. And I don't think it's fair to have two of the same game on the list. So I would probably lose this one and keep Galaxy 1. Because like you say, it was a very fresh take and it was very different. Uh, and that's coming from someone that isn't really a Mario fan. I'm, I'm not bothered by these games. So yeah, I'd, I'd say that it does deserve its place on the list. But you caveat that with Galaxy 1 deserves it more. And because of that, this game shouldn't be here. So I haven't answered the question. I've just kind of gone around uh, in a roundabout way. Um, so what do you think about that? <laughs> I don't know much to say about that, to be honest. Um, no. It's fair enough. Um, there you go. I think, I think you're right. I mean, there's always the, there's an argument with the list of is it crowded by too many of uh, too many games from the same bunch of series uh, or franchises, and um, and we're gonna have that same conversation, I'm sure, when it comes to Metal Gear Solid in a, in a few weeks. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think that's a perfectly valid point. And, yeah, that's Mario Galaxy 2. That is. So, um, what what have we got coming up next, please? Because I, I don't think I can remember, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I think, I think it's Soul Calibur 1. Let me just check. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, so it's Soul Calibur, the first Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur next week and then I think you're going to have an interesting time um, I don't even know this game I, I don't even know where I'm going to play this one we got a week off after that and then we come back um, we've mentioned it several times already within the last few episodes so we might as well say what it is uh, we come back with Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain but yeah so we've um, I mean Soul Calibur is number 4 on the list so that's a pretty high up there game and another high one yeah, yeah and and MGS5 has got it it's got its fans so should be a, a good couple of episodes but um yeah that that's that's Mario Galaxy 2 we hope you've enjoyed it as always you can reach out to us on social media at the long and short of it podcast email us at the long and short of it hog Hodcast podcast at hogcast uh, podcast at hotmail.com and yeah if you've enjoyed this please consider um, following us or rating us or sharing it with a friend colleague pet or family member and yeah anything else from you for today please I hear Mr Blobby is a big fan of Metal Gear Solid 5 ah good yes the uh, the obligatory Mr Blobby comments yes I've heard that too Uh, Noel Edmonds actually voices snake in the phantom pain so that's the mr blobby link um and anything else at all uh, i heard that mr blobby plays the man on fire i'm going to end the podcast now so uh we'll see you next week for soul caliber cheerio see you on the next one